this way is not going to work. So the Lord starts telling me, he's like, take a left, take a right, go two streets up, take another right. Wow. Before I know it, I'm there. I'm literally there. He, he doesn't ever have the victory over God, but he's not dumb. He, um, you know, when you remember just the origin story of it all and how, you know, the whole reason he doesn't want us to win in life is because he's jealous of God because God kicked him out after he, you know, got too jealous and tried to take God's place. So when you remember that, it makes you realize like, Hey, you know, the devil is smart, but God is smarter and, you know, God always has the victory, but you, you don't want to be naive to the fact that, okay, you know, the devil is making this look like it's really good on the outside. But when you go deeper, is it actually how I'm thinking it is? And is it actually something that God's telling me? And I think in our society, we tend to search for our acceptance mm-hmm. you know and we search for our identity in the world and we search for our identity in what other people say about us yeah instead of looking at what god says about us and really just realizing that you know if i'm making self-deprecating jokes if i'm if i'm saying this and that about myself that's really hurting god yeah because he created you and it and it honestly so much time right and it just like sucks for him you know it's like oh like I took so much time making you and like the way that I thought you should look and then you're just like constantly criticizing how I did it you know and so I think it all comes with just making sure we're staying conscious of what what am I saying to myself on the daily and how is that going to affect, you know, how is that going to affect me? And how is that going to affect God and how, yeah. what he's saying about me? Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. I am um, every single day push myself to exercise positive self-talk, and not mm-hmm. negative self-talk. Because negative self-talk can get you in such a bad place so fast. Right. Because it's hard, I find, for, um, I feel like every day as a Christian, I'm evolving and I'm learning. Um, Mm. And as I learn, um, I learn that sometimes it's really difficult to discern God's voice from your voice Mm -hmm. and Satan's voice. Oftentimes, Satan's voice has nothing good to say to you. Nothing good. Literally nothing good. Um, and sometimes your voice can be something that you heard Satan say, but you didn't quite hear it super clearly because then when you think it, you think it's your own thought. 
it's literally not your own thought. It was Satan's thought. You just didn't hear it super clearly. Or Satan's words. Yes. You just didn't hear it super clearly the first time. And a couple hours later, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. And it's like, you didn't come up with that. You mm-hmm. did not come up with that. You did and, not say that. Yeah, and going off of what you just said about how Satan, his it sounds so clear, is another thing that mm-hmm. I think we forget about is that the devil is so loud. Yeah. And he is he has so like a megaphone. Yes, literally. Yeah. And you know why? It's because when you think about the whole purpose of a megaphone or a microphone, it's to amplify yeah. what's um what's already there. Yeah. So he isn't loud enough as it is. So yeah. he has to use other things yeah. to make him louder, make him heard. But when you think about God and how you never will just hear God's voice so... Yeah, God will rarely ever yell at you. Yes. You could beg God to yell at you and he probably still won't. He won't. won't. Yeah. And so I think because God's voice alone is already so powerful that he doesn't need to do anything to just heal. He can literally like how Jesus could um, heal the blind man. And just laid his hand on his eyes yeah. and healed him. You know, he didn't need to do this whole different procedure or any of that. He just laid his hands on him. And yeah. so, because he was already powerful as it is. And we have that same exact power to yep. heal and to resurrect. And um, I think when we think about, like, the devil's voice being so loud, I think that's how you can discern exactly this is the devil's voice. This is God's voice. Yeah. Because I think I forgot what story in the Bible it was, but I, I remember um, a Bible character. Um, one of the disciples was up on a mountain. It might've been Peter. I don't recall, but one of them was up on the mountain and they were so, so overwhelmed with everything going on. Oh. And, and, um, and so he asked God to, um, if, if God was there to show himself and give mm-hmm. him a sign. And so God cast fire down on the mountain. Yeah. And when he started to get overwhelmed and scared by how powerful God was, God simply whispered yeah. like, to comfort him. Yeah. And I always, I always love that because it's like, God you know, the closer, I I love this saying, I forgot where I saw it, but it was like, the closer that you get to God, the more you'll be able to hear him. And that's because God can speak to you in a whisper. So if you're near someone, you know, someone might be whispering to you across the room, you're not going to be able to hear them. If they're across the room and they're whispering, you can't hear them. Yeah. If you start to get closer to them, inch closer to them, you can start to hear them more. Yeah. And soon and soon if you're so close to them that you're literally touching ears at this point, you're gonna be able you're to hear them, hear them. So, yeah. so loud and so clear to you. And so that's so important when wanting to build a better relationship with him mm. is that you don't stray away from him. He's never gonna leave you. He's, He's always He's always sitting on the other side of the room, literally every day. He's always sitting there. And it's you who moves the chair away from him day by day. Yeah. So you want to make sure that if you're wanting to keep that close-knit relationship with him, Mm -hmm. that you 
you inch closer to him each day you move that chair closer and yeah. soon and soon you'll find yourself just always sitting directly next to him you know yeah no and, that is so true oh, I love that but and I think also you know when I always say when we're little kids and when we first are born you know I think that we you know we're born in sin but we're born knowing God mm-hmm. and we're born in such an innocent state you know and yeah. so I feel like when we're when we're babies we're sitting right next to him you know mm-hmm. we're the closest to him because yeah. you know we don't have anything else to believe you know yeah. the world hasn't thrown anything at us yet there's nothing no other contradicting voices coming through to us and when you're younger you'll notice that you're so easy to believe everything mm-hmm. and you know if you believed in Santa Claus when you were a little kid, you probably believed in it and you probably, you know, were so quick to believe if you were. And then like, you know, concepts like the tooth fairy and different stuff. And I just think it's funny how growing up you were taught, we were, we're all taught not to be so naive, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and believe things so easily. Yeah. Uh, which I mean does have a good point to it. You need to be cautious, um, right? But you don't need to be so cautious that every little thing you don't believe it. Exactly. So, and God calls us to have that childlike joy. Yeah. So you know He wants you to still believe in things and have that joy when you think about Him. Like it feels like Christmas because you're like, wow, like this is like. Um, this is like Santa Claus, you know, he's giving me all these gifts and he's so good. And, yeah. when he, and I, I always hate when people, I think it's more of the older generation. People tend to, if like an older adult is acting like that, you know, like, um, like having that childlike joy, they tend to want to hate on them. And they're like, you know, you need to be more quote unquote mature. And you need to do this and that and stop acting so childlike or stuff like that. I think that it's a great thing when, you know, an adult can have that childlike joy about God. And he brings us so much joy that, I mean, sometimes all you really can do is, you know, just jump up and down. You feel like a kid on Christmas morning. And so I think that that's something that we need to work on all generations really just accepting that having joy is good and it's not something that like should be made fun of like I used to all the time when I was a little kid I used to get teased because I was apparently I was too positive like what kind of sense does that make (laughs) I was like super perky I like to say that I was pretty much if if you watch new girl I was the Jessica Day of literally everything I was so perky I was like just jumping off the roof like all the time like I don't know what I was on literally I swear if bangs were a thing back then oh my gosh probably on bang like I probably was oh my gosh that is hilarious I was like on steroids yeah jumping up and down every day like every little thing would make me excited 
And now thinking back, I so wish if I could tell myself something back then, I would have definitely told myself to just still stay positive and be joyful because, you know, that's nothing but the devil. When people are literally teasing you only because you're being positive, that's so pessimistic and that's so something of the devil. Like God wants to be joyful and And the devil will will try anything to take that joy from you yeah no that is that is so true and it's crazy people think oftentimes I remember I went to passion a few years ago passion conference Mm -hmm. and Priscilla Priscilla Shire preached um about the enemy and how the enemy is constantly trying to get you to lose he does not want you to be close with God Mm -hmm. um he is going to have an interception at any moment whenever he can to stop you from glorifying God and um my mom reminds me a lot of times when I'm about to do something for God that I know I'm supposed to do with God um that is going to glorify the Lord the enemy starts to have like a hissy fit like a temper tantrum (laughs) yes and as much as I know that I'm supposed to be doing something for the Lord there is going to be something that happens. It's just a guarantee that that's going to happen because Mm -hmm. the enemy does not want God to get bigger. He wants God to get smaller. So, um, for example, today I was having a great day. I was so excited to talk to you this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then randomly on my way home from an appointment that I had before this, I started having like just the worst mood, like having an off day. And I've been having such a good day. Right. It was strictly because the enemy knew when I got home that I was going to be talking about God. I was going to start feeling better. This is mm-hmm. that. And he's like, how can I get her down? How can I get her to maybe cancel this call so it doesn't happen at all? Um, another funny thing is that the enemy is not shy about when he's trying to. Exactly. Um, it's funny you mentioned that story about Peter in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because I had an identical story to that that I want to share because I think sometimes we read these stories in the Bible and they sound so far-fetched yeah and it's like how did that even happen but I have a story this literally happened during quarantine so this is like recent and Mm -hmm. I don't know this my other you might love this I love telling this story but (laughs) um it's so funny I had gone to hang out with um a friend Mm -hmm. and we went to like this lookout spot um, in Vestavia and mm-hmm. I was at home the next day and I was getting ready for the day just I didn't have anything planned I was just getting ready I'm just one of those people where I get dressed every day even if I have nowhere to go <laughs> um, and I was curling my hair and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me so clearly um, and the Holy Spirit was like go to the rock and pray and I'm like what <laughs> so confused so confused I keep curling my hair I'm like I don't know what you're talking about but I'm just keep curling my hair keep curling my hair I hear again the Holy Spirit says go to the rock and pray so I start asking questions me and the Holy Spirit talk back and forth all the time I don't me know if too. that happens with you but me and the Holy Spirit are constantly yes. beefing we'll be it does not matter like we're constantly at it so um I start asking questions I'm like do you want me to pray like to God is God the rock before the Holy Spirit answers I start praying to God I'm curling my hair I'm praying to God I'm talking to God Holy Spirit's like no stop you look so ridiculous right now you're curling your hair you're doing the wrong thing go to the rock and pray so I just sit for a few minutes and think I stop curling my hair I just think and I'm like do you want me to go back to where I was last night 
and the Holy Spirit's like, she finally got it. Like, yay, <laughs> let's all celebrate. <laughs> so I finished curling my hair, finished getting ready, and I go downstairs and I tell my mom, I'm like, I don't know why. And my mom is a woman of God. So I'm like, I don't know why, yeah. but I have to go back there and pray. My mom's like, okay, have okay. fun. Okay. So I get in my car and I start driving there. But the thing is, is that I had followed someone there the first time I went. So I had no, there's like no address. There's like nothing you can do to get yourself there. So I knew Mm -hmm. relatively where I was supposed to go. So I start going. And as I'm like, where I recognize things where I could get there, I come upon this curve and there is a truck in the road. And this is what I'm talking about with the enemy and interceptions because they're Mm -hmm. cutting down a tree in the road. And like Mm -hmm. Google Maps says that there's no stops, there's no delays. Like I was going straight there because then I checked because I was like, oh, is this like on the thing? It's not on Google Maps, whatever. So I don't know where I'm going because there's no detour. There's no one directing traffic. So I start talking to God. I'm like, hey. So this feels so silly already, but if I wasn't supposed to be confused before, now I'm confused because you asked me to go here, but I can't get there. Right. And God's like, just ask me to help you. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm like, God, I need you to help me get there another way because this way is not going to work. So the Lord starts telling me, he's like, take a left, take a right, go two streets up take another right wow before i know it i'm there i'm literally there from deep in vestavia to where i need to be and i get out of my car and i'm just really overwhelmed like you said like in the bible Mm -hmm. and the wind is unbelievable it is blowing so hard i don't know why it was so windy i couldn't even hear myself like i couldn't even hear myself (laughs) talking and to make it worse i have no idea what i'm supposed to be praying about right So I resort to praying in the spirit because I have no clue what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be praying. I can't verbally pray if I don't know what to pray. So I just sit there for 25 minutes. I sit there while the wind is literally slamming me. I'm scared I'm going to fall off and (laughs) die behind Brookwood Hospital. Not even kidding. (laughs) And um, I just am praying in the spirit so overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm not the person that's like, God, I need a sign. But I'm like, God. This feels so silly. You've never asked me to do anything like this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't even know what my spirit prayed about. Like, I'm so out of the loop. Everyone knows what's going on but me. (laughs) And I just need some form of confirmation that I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing, praying for the right things. And literally, within seconds of the words leaving my lips, the wind just stops. It is so quiet. I'm telling you, it was the most quiet I've ever heard in my life. It was definitely quiet. Not even kidding. Wow. And I just had this feeling of closeness where God was like, this is my whisper. This is as loud as I'm going to get. And like, I hope this is enough for you. And I got in my car and I like drove home. It was just so crazy, though, for me to see all the things that the enemy wanted to do to keep me from being there. Mm -hmm. But then all the things that God, and God never rushed me. Right. He He was, because God doesn't run on time, so he never feels Mm -hmm. rushed, which is why God's never yelling. God's never, like, making you feel like you have to hurry. 
right. like the enemy does because he doesn't operate on our time. He operates on his time, which is why I was frantic. And he's just like, just ask me. Take a right. Take a left. You're in the right place. It's just so calm. And the enemy's like, big truck, trees, no <laughs> right. gas, like all kinds of stuff to stop me from doing what I needed to do. And I know that we were supposed to be talking about identity today, but I feel like both of us have led the conversation to something yes. that's so important. I know we are supposed to be talking about identity and that's right. so important, but I also feel like we prayed before this. Right. We, we did ask the Lord to have us speak about what people needed to hear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Has this ever happened? Oh, it had. Yes. It, I've had situations where, um, I've been planning a certain episode and I just get overwhelmed with, um, just feeling like I don't know what to say sometimes and I remember one time I can't remember what episode it was um it might have been Parker's episode I don't remember but I remember very clearly like praying about the episode and what we were going to be talking about and I remember planning out like moment by moment for the episode like I was planning out like exactly what I was going to say at what time, all of this kind of stuff, because I was trying to stick to, like you said, the devil tries to rush us. And I was trying to stick to such a schedule and trying to stick to, oh, I need to get this done in this time period. I need it to be this amount of time. And then God kind of just pulled me aside and was like, hey, there doesn't need to be a planner. Like you don't need, you don't need a a schedule for this because I'm going to lead you. And this isn't this, especially when I started the podcast, Hmm. it was never my podcast from the start. It was always his, you know? And, you know, I always say, you know, it's not my body, it's his. So it's just a matter of like, you know, sometimes I do certain kinds of planning, but then it's like, Hey, whatever he wants to be said is what needs to be said. (laughs) And, and to me, it's all about like, you know, sometimes I ask God, you know, I'm like, prepare me for, you know, what you do need to be said for this. And then you really have to be prepared, you know, for whatever he's gonna, he's gonna change it up on you. And, you know, I love this lesson from um, uh, Stephen Furtick and of Elevation Church and how he did this lesson on God is the God of the plot twist. You know, he, mm. he changes things like that in a second, you yeah. know, you could be thinking your life is going this way and then all of a sudden plot twist, it changes. Yeah. Oh, you know? and you know, and I, I always, I, I love God for doing that, you know, because he knows exactly who's going to listen to this. He knows exactly mm. who's going to hear this at exactly what time he knows who's it's going to help. And I was just talking to, um, someone about the other day I was talking to my friend uh, about how I hated doing Instagram lives and because I had a bad experience with them in the past because I would just I never knew what to talk about Um, and I just always felt so awkward and my friend was laughing at me because she was like Taylor do you hear how ridiculous you sound she was like you literally have a podcast and you're nervous about (laughs) doing an Instagram live and I was like yeah and she was like Taylor, you have a podcast, you acted in theater for four years, you do all this different stuff, you're, 
you public speak all the time. She was like, what's there to be nervous about? And I was like, I guess I get nervous when I can't change things. Like when I don't have control. Yeah. So right. when, when, when it's live, it's live, you know, yeah. my yeah. live reactions, my live voice, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, sometimes God just comes to me and he, he, he told me this live was something that he needed to happen because I was so nervous about the live, like extremely nervous. I remember like shaking because of how nervous I was oh about God. talking to people. And I'm never nervous about talking to people. I'm like the biggest talker there is. <laughs> I'm always talking. So I was so nervous. And that was because the enemy was trying to stray me away from what someone needed to hear. And that got confirmed later that night because that night I decided to do a live where I was going to be doing a worship um, that night and just doing worship over the live. And, you know, I didn't think really anyone was going to watch it. I was like, this is not going to help anyone. I don't know why I'm doing this. And then that night I got a message from one of my friends that I haven't heard from in years. You know, she lives in a different state and she messaged me and was like, Hey girl, um, I just watched your live and I just have to tell you that it helped me so much. And it was exactly what I needed to hear right now. The songs that we did were exactly what needed to be spoke to me right now and, um, spoken to me. And I, and she said that she, um, had asked God to allow her to draw closer to him that night. And, um, mm. and she asked him to allow her to, um, hear his voice very clearly. And so she said that when she tuned into the live, it was literally the name of the song I was doing. She said when she tuned in, she was, I was doing the song fullness by elevation worship. And, yeah she said that um it was literally just god because that whole day she kept seeing the word fullness Mm. everywhere like she kept seeing it everywhere like she would be on google and it would just like be there like she just kept seeing it everywhere and then um and then when she heard the lyrics that it just spoke to her spirit and literally was exactly what she needed to hear and so i just always like to think you know this podcast isn't mine. This this um, gift that I'm given to be able to talk to people isn't mine, you know. And so sometimes it's funny because I'll be on the podcast and I think this happened a few times with um, it might have been Parker and Sarah's episode or yeah. an earlier episode. But I do remember I was talking and then very randomly I just I felt like my I wasn't in my own body it was Mm. so weird I was talking but and I could hear my voice talking but it was like the words that I was saying I had never heard those words before like they weren't in my vocabulary and I was saying words that I didn't even know myself I literally remember saying different things I literally after the episode ended I looked it up on google like I was like looking up definitions of words I said yeah. Like how crazy is that? And then I was literally sitting there and I listened back to the episode later. And then when I was hearing it back, I was like, yeah, I've literally never said that in my life. Like, yeah, that was just God speaking through me. Yeah. Um, and so that's what always 
gives me comfort is just knowing it, it kind of just takes all the pressure off yeah of oh absolutely and well also- I'm like you like I make plans like I wrote mm-hmm. notes for yeah. this episode but I even feel right now God kind of laughing at me a little bit like yeah. Olivia you make plans and I laugh literally yes. not because I'm laughing at you but just because like if only you knew the plans that I made literally and that they do not at all match up with the plans that you made for yourself you would be laughing too because you'd be like wow I must look so funny right now and that's why I asked if that if that at all bothers you because I quickly realized yeah few minutes in I was like we're not gonna be talking about identity. I realized it too <laughs> And, you know, I was okay with it. Like, I was at peace with that, that maybe today was not the day that we needed to talk about people and their identity. Like, honestly, maybe people need to hear that, hear about God's voice and how we hear God's Mm -hmm. voice and how we are humans. We're Christians. I sin. I struggle to hear God's voice all the time, all the time. People need to know that the Holy Spirit is powerful and is always Mm -hmm talking to you i read this amazing article the other day about grieving the holy spirit the things that we do that grieve the holy spirit and i loved it so much it was amazing because there are a few things i knew that i can do that can grieve my holy spirit but there were some things i had no idea and i could look at every day i've lived my life and pick out a moment where i did something that grieved the holy spirit and i had no idea i had no idea it grieves the holy spirit when he tells us um I always laugh with my mom because the Holy Spirit is so funny in my life. Honestly, it's so funny. And I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but the Holy Spirit makes me laugh all the time. Right. Because I have these moments where um, the Holy Spirit will test me to see, like, you know, where I'm at with, like, my intuition and, like, hearing him and things like that. Mm -hmm. And will do things like, "Mm, you should go to the park. And I'm like, why should I go why? to the park? Like, I'm sitting at home. I'm watching Friends. Like, you want me to go to the park right now? And I do that thing where I'm like, this is stupid. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And then the Holy Spirit comes back. And he's like, hey, still want to go to the park? We should go to the park. I'm like, I don't want to go to the park. I but I will get up to go to the park, I guess. I guess I'll go to the park. Or, you know, I was talking to one of my other friends. She was like, the Holy Spirit will tell me sometimes, like, open the fridge take out the milk like play Simon says just to like keep you up to bar like keep you up to standard of um listening but I don't even remember where I was going with oh yeah so it grieves the Holy Spirit sometimes when he tries to communicate with us and we hear and just do not do yes just completely like no not at all I'm good I'm gonna pass it's just like going to Nineveh we're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to do something else that's a lot less scary. Um, and I have found that in the last couple of weeks that there were a lot of things. There were a lot of moments where God was asking me to go to Nineveh. And I really didn't want to mm-hmm. because of earthly situations and me being scared of how people were going to react in you know, God asking me to go have conversations that I really didn't want to have myself, but thought other people didn't want to have. Um, and when you actively run from that, all you're going to run into is sorrow and discontent. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things that you will find going in the opposite direction. The storm 
will start. They, you will be thrown overboard and you will get swallowed up every time. Exactly. It'll mm-hmm. happen every time. And I promise going to Nineveh is so much less harmful and taxing than it seems. It seems right. so. Because I went to Nineveh, I learned something from it. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And that grows courage, not only in you, but trust in God. And knowing that you are never going to send me somewhere where I won't get something out of it. Um, Right. And And going back off of what you said about um, the Holy Spirit making you laugh. (laughs) This happens to me so often. Like I... I remember whenever I think of that, I literally automatically think of this one time that I was cracking up how funny this was. It was just hilarious to me how um, this was uh, back in, I don't remember, it was back in the winter months for sure because it was cold outside. But um, basically me and my best friend Jacob, we hadn't seen each other since the first time that we had met um, the previous year. And so all this time, because of our schedules, we kind of were just like back and forth texting, FaceTiming, all of that. But we hadn't gotten to see each other in person since the first time that we met. And so we were both really excited when the time came and we were actually going to be able, so we thought, actually be able to hang out. And um, so we made like an inside joke because whenever one of us would just be like, hey, want to meet up for coffee this weekend? It just became such an inside joke because literally the plans would fall through every time. I kid you not. Yeah. Every freaking time. And it was just so funny. And so then we had finally planned. We were like, oh, we both have a weekend free. We're going to go to the movies, right? So we had fully planned to go to the movies. Like we were about to get the tickets and everything. Yeah. And um, he's a believer also. And so um, we... We were so excited. And then the day, the day before, like in the afternoon, before the day we were going to go, he texts me and he was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know how I forgot, but I am going to be leading this, um, like hosting this event in Hoover, um, like this worship event. And normally if someone like re has to reschedule or does a rain check on me, usually I'm never going to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I can come to that event that you're doing instead. I normally don't do that. Usually I'm just like, okay, we can reschedule for another time. But for some reason, God put on my, on my spirit to just be like, oh, ask him, you know, God literally told me, he goes, ask him what the event is. And I was like, what? I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> I was like, I don't right, want to like, like, what? No. Yeah. And I was like, that's so awkward. I don't want to like, you know, try to involve myself in his plans. And, um, and you know, God just kept on telling me, ask him. And I was like, no, I was like, that's so, I literally went back and forth with God yeah. that whole day. Yeah. Like having a whole argument the whole day about why I shouldn't ask a simple question. Yeah. And um God and I remember God telling me he wants you to come. And um and I was like what uh, and so I I texted him and I was like, "Hey, I was like, what's the event that you're you're doing?" Yeah. And he 
he was so excited to tell me about it. <laughs> and he was like, um, telling me what it was and stuff. And so, um, and keep in mind before this, since we hadn't hung out in person since the time we met, I had been asking God to reveal to me more of his heart because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I knew it fully. Yeah. And, um, and so I, so then I ended up actually going to the event and of course those plans didn't fall through. Yeah. And so, um, I just found it funny how like every single time we tried to hang out and it was something that wasn't relating to God, it just fell through. Yeah. And then, um, I went to the event and it was literally amazing and it made me want to go back to that certain place. And it was just so hilarious because looking back, I'm just like, wow, you know, that was exactly how God was showing me his heart because, you know, yeah. what other what other place is a better place to get to know someone other than yeah. seeing them at work, seeing them at work in the spirit, seeing them in worship, you know. And, um, so I just have those kind of times with the Holy Spirit where I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, no, I do that not all the time. All Literally. The time. And so, you know, like, if you do that, other people do that. And that's then mm-hmm. one of my, like, biggest pet peeves. Oh, my goodness. It drives me crazy is when I know, especially in relationship with other people. So whether that's friendships or romantic or in your mm-hmm. family, something like that. And you know that the Holy Spirit's talking to you. So if you're like, the Holy Spirit's talking to me, the Holy Spirit's talking to you too, right? So for example, right. say the Holy Spirit's talking to me about you, the Holy Spirit's probably talking to you about me as well. Yes. The disconnect happens when the Holy Spirit's talking to me about you and I'm listening and you're over there and the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to you about me and you're not listening yes and so that is when the the disconnect happens and that's when God actually has to remove things out of our life and remove us out of situations when Mm -hmm. he's trying to speak and like if I'm the only person listening that's not effective right and that's not the way that God and his communication work because if I'm hearing things and you're not hearing it everything that I do is not going to make any sense to you. Right. And you're not going to understand what's going on and you're not going to want to be around me. And it's going to turn out bad, badly every time. Right. Um, And I just love how this episode has become about godly communication and how Mm -hmm. us communicating with God affects how we communicate with people. Because I run into that all the time. I run into that, especially with godly men our age. Mm Mm-hmm. And God, you'll be like, God, can you just, like, give me a little bit of tea on him? Like, I'd just really appreciate that. Literally? If you, just, if you just give me a little bit of tea. Just, like, a, just a, little, a little. Just, bit. like, allow me to see him how you see him. And then, like, tell me what I need to know. Communicate back. And whether it's good or bad, just, like, bring me the tea when you got it. Um, <laughs> and you'll be talking to God and God's talking to you. And you're making your moves. And you're sending that text message. Or you're scheduling <laughs> to hang out on that specific day and do that specific thing because of what you're hearing from God. But if they're not hearing from God, everything you're doing is not making sense. Literally. And so they're like, no, I don't want to do that on that day. And that sounds yeah. like a really dumb activity. We're not doing yeah. that. But meanwhile, God is literally knocking at their heart like, hey, hey, right. 
I'm right here. Like, I'm trying to talk to you about this, and I can't tell you the amount of times I have known in my heart that something was for me, that God had placed mm-hmm. me where I was to have something because he wanted me to have something. The mm-hmm. only problem is you can't have that if it involves another person and they're not mm-hmm. prepared for what God has for them. You're not going to get it. And, and that goes with being equally yoked. Yeah. Because that's something that we always forget is that, you know, if you're, let's say that you're interested in this guy and he, um, and this has literally happened to me in this the past. happened to me. <laughs> like you are interested in this guy and he's a great human, mm. but he, he doesn't love God the same way you do. If you are planning on having a relationship with them, you have to remember that you have to be equally yoked and God literally says do not be um uh yoked with unbelievers and that doesn't that's not to say oh you can't be friends with unbelievers maybe God is calling you in this season to be their friend and to get to know them as their friend and to share the gospel with them as friends yeah and so that you can, so that he can be working on both of your hearts mm. um, for a relation, for a godly relationship later. Because like we said, God won't rush you. He's not yeah. going to rush something. No, no. Um, and we might want it so bad. You want yes. right now, you want right now, right now, right now. And I learned the beauty of God removing me from situations so that I yes. don't spoil them. Or yes. Ruin me. and appreciate God for that because I would not have I wouldn't have left myself I wouldn't have turned and gone the other way myself if either God hadn't removed me or the enemy had created the situation where I was removed but God's gonna God's gonna make Mm -hmm. that better you don't have to worry about that right now but it's crazy that we as humans lack the ability to know necessarily whether somebody is equal to us or not in terms of God Mm -hmm. God knows, Mm -hmm. God knows, God will let you get just a little bit of the gift he's going to give you, snatch you back because somebody Mm -hmm. ain't ready, and it will hurt so bad in the moment. You'll want it so much, like, God, why is this happening every day, praying for that thing back, and God's like, you can stop, because I showed it to you, not to just, like, dangle something nice in front of you and then take it away, that's not who I am, but... He wasn't yes. ready. Like, and somebody wasn't right. ready. And sometimes it's yeah. us. Sometimes, sometimes it's we us. don't bless us. Like, God's like, okay, that was a little bit too yeah. much. That was a little bit too much. We'll try, we'll again, try again in a few weeks after we've had a little bit more practice. Mm-hmm. But God cares so much about mm-hmm. you. He cares so much about you. And he wants to communicate with you. And he wants to talk to you. And he wants you to have good mm-hmm. things. But communication with God and, is so important. If you're not communicating with him and they're not communicating with him, he's not going to be at the center. Right. And no one's going to be over. And what I've, it's not what I've realized, you know, I've done this a lot. Honestly, it's funny because like I've made tons of videos on my Instagram of talking about, you know, relationships and godly relationships and friendships and how, you know, being equally yoked and intentionally dating intentionally um pursuing friendships and I find it interesting how you know I can talk all I want about that kind of stuff but then the minute that you know it's actually thrown in my face 
and I'm like yeah oh my god how do I handle this and it's like you know it's so weird because it's like I found that in the past with different guys I've liked I've noticed that I sometimes lower my godly standards without knowing it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. no matter how much I talk about don't lower your standards you're worth blah 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 Sometimes I catch myself, you know, this happened to me literally recently. I caught myself because I was starting to like this guy and, you know, he was all great, like as a person, but then I caught myself when I realized I kept asking God to reveal to me, you know, his true nature, who he is, you know, in God and all this kind of stuff. And then God kind of, you know, came down to me and he was like, Hey, you need, he was like, you need to realize that this guy is like you keep on lowering your standards every day without knowing it like he made me realize that i was the fact that i was having to ask the question is he a christian or not was a problem mm. and yeah. i didn't realize it was a problem you know i just thought you know yeah. the fact cuz usually you you can tell when someone um you know is a believer um, because we're we're not called to be like everyone else. You know, we look different. Yeah. We our spirits yeah. feel different. It's funny because sometimes even if I just see someone on Instagram, sometimes I can tell within the first few seconds if they're a believer, not because of what their yeah. bio says, but because the Holy Spirit is showing me, you know, their light that's coming exuding yeah. out of them. And yeah. I realized I was like, Wow, you're so right. Like the fact that I'm having to ask the question are mm-hmm. you a believer is the issue. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, God told me, God literally told me in that moment, he said, you need to be asking the, you need to be focusing on guys that are bold in their faith, mm-hmm. not yeah. asking the question, are they a believer? Like, yeah, because if someone's a believer and if you want a godly relationship or friendship, they need to be bold in their faith as in they don't need to just be a church goer. Like I was, I was settling for, Oh, if he's a church goer, you know, I'd be fine with dating him. No, as believers, that is, does he know his Bible? Yes. Like it's so different. Like the difference between a godly man and a Christian man. Mm. They're two different. Yeah. And a Christian boy, a godly man and a Christian boy. There's a very, very big difference. No, you're so right. I have been there. And just like you said, you ask God to show you Mm -hmm. his heart. Just like we were joking. People think God is so elusive and like mysterious about the things that he does. No, God can get real literally if you are brave enough to ask him, just like show me like sometimes I catch myself like low key testing God and I'm like, hold on, let me think if I really want to know because he will guarantee show you every time I have asked God, God, um, if we're just like not meant to be like, if you could just like show me that, that would be really cool. Like that'd be so cool. That'd be really cool. Two days later, two days later. They will do something. Yes. I'll hear something about them. Something will go down. You're like, holy moly. I thought you hung the moon. And here you are. Like, what? And God just, like, fully exposed Yes. And God wasn't going to do it till you asked. Yeah. Because he was like, I mean, she's having so much fun. 
with like Bobby, for example, <laughs> then and she thinks that like Bobby's the one. I mean, like I guess, I guess I'll let her because my mom always says, you know, you can either live in God's will for your life or God's perfect will for your mm-hmm. life. We have free will. Yeah. So if I want to marry Bobby so bad, despite the fact that like he has really destructive habits, right. poor communication skills sometimes wakes up to go to church but like I end up going by myself most of the time and like just he drools all over the sheet (laughs) that's something you can fix but like it happens and I still am just like so up in myself I have to marry Bobby I have to marry Bobby I know he's gonna ask me when we go to Mexico like I have to marry him I have to and God's shown me time and time again like I have someone better than Bobby right he's just leave Bobby But you're like, no, I want to marry Bobby. Right. I don't care if he doesn't go to church with me. I want to marry Bobby. At some point, God's going to be like, okay. All right. If you want to marry Bobby, you marry Bobby. But Bobby is not God's perfect will mm-hmm. for your life. Bobby is just mm-hmm. God's will. And like how you said. Because living under. Yeah. And like how you said about how God can be blunt sometimes. It's so funny when he is. Sometimes I find myself literally sitting in my bed laughing so hard. Even with the people that he loves, yes. God will expose he will his expo- own children. <laughs> it's so to you. funny. Because like like how you're saying with that, the same guy that I was telling you about that I was lowering my standards for, literally prior to me finally coming to my senses and realizing that, hey, this guy is not right for you right now, maybe later, but he yeah. needs to grow maybe his later, relationship with God first. And, um, and that's okay. And you can help him as your friend, as his friend. You don't have to diss him. You don't have to ghost him. You can be friends with him. Um, like Jesus sat at a table with unbelievers. He sat at a table with sinners, you know? Um, but just because he sat at the table with them doesn't mean that he was going to be sitting there making out with them. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) right, right. That's very true. It's, it was so funny because with that same guy, I literally bluntly ignored God when I asked him for the answer. Mm. I literally, I said, God, you know, give me a sign. Is this guy right for me? And God, literally, I kid you not. It's so funny thinking about how blunt God was and how dumb I was being. Like, I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm sure there's more to the story. And God was like, no, that's it. <laughs> no, that's the story. And, that's all that there is. And so I literally asked him to, you know, tell me the truth about this guy. And then yeah. the next day, literally the next day, maybe like 12 hours later, literally I'm talking to this guy over the phone. And we weren't, keep in mind, we literally were not talking about anything relationship wise. He just randomly yeah. says to me, Hey, Mm. um, he was like, Hey, by the way, I'm like, again, he was like, I'm anti-dating and anti-marriage. And I said, what? What? (laughs) What? I, both of them? And I sat there and then this is when I started to deny what God was literally telling me bluntly and through him. And I said, and I was like, Oh, I was like. I was like, well, I'm sure there's more to the story. I'm sure he's not really anti-dating and marriage, you know. 
And God was literally showing me time and time again, no, literally, this is his heart. You know, maybe if you want me to, I I will continue to work on his heart, you know? Um, Mm. And, you know, you can be helping him in his faith as friends. But right now, you asked me to show you if you're right for a relationship with him right now. And this is what I'm telling you. The answer is no. And I literally ignored him bluntly literally ignored him i'm sure god was literally up in heaven like sitting there like why is this girl what are you doing (laughs) like literally telling me bluntly literally it was just so how i knew was how random it was we weren't even on that topic it wasn't like i literally said hey you know what are your thoughts on this literally just randomly just i'm not for dating or marriage like what (laughs) Well, you could be going steady. I mean, it could be smooth sailing. I'm telling you for me, it has been smooth sailing, honeymoon phase, flowers are being thrown, like you've never been more happy. And all of a sudden, God's like, hey, what's up? So um, I let you go on this cute little detour, but it's time to get back on the road. Um, This pit stop was real (laughs) cute. Not that this won't be the destination, but you lollygagged for a little (laughs) bit too long. And I'm going to need you to get back in the car because we have to go go. and we're leaving them here. (laughs) They're staying. They're not continuing the road trip with us. And it's like, but wait, like, that was my source of entertainment. Like, he had such good (laughs) snacks. And God's like, I'll get you entertainment and snacks. Don't even worry about it. I got you. I got you covered. And I, I mean, (laughs) because I'm persistent, I'm terrible with patience. I'm the most impatient person in the entire world oh my gosh I am so spoiled and impatient and I know that about myself and I know God knows that about me and I also know what I want and I'm not going to compromise on it right okay so when I want something God knows this about me a lot of people who know and love me know this about (laughs) me I'm going to get it I'm (laughs) going to get it I really am you can wrestle with me. You can try and fight me. You can try and ignore me. At some point, though, you're going to come around. Right. Not because I'm, like, so amazing, but I've worked on my persuasion. I've been working on my persuasion my whole life because that's how I get what I want. <laughs> so God knows this about me. He's breaking it down day by day, obviously. <laughs> but um at least I can admit this right. about myself. And that's the that's the first thing. But I had a scenario just like you were saying, where it's so amazing, and I wanted this thing so bad. Like it was the only thing that I wanted. I'd come out of a really really dark place with an ex. I was like, I'm never gonna love anybody again. Like I was a cynic. I was like, no. And something came up that kind of made me turn my head a little bit. It's like, oh, wait, what's, what's that? that shiny thing? What is it? Um, and, you know, I followed it a little bit further. And it goes back to us talking about God's talking to you and you're listening, but he's talking to them and they're not. So mm-hmm. And sometimes God will put us in these scenarios that he doesn't quite think we're not ready for. He's hoping we're ready. But if we get in them and we quickly show him that we're not, he's not going to keep you mm-hmm. in it. That's not who he is. Not to say that you won't go through hard stuff because you can get through that with his mm-hmm. help. But there are some things that if he leaves you in it for too long, it is going to blow up in some way that's going to be so ugly. Right. So I was in this scenario where God was talking to me. I was listening. I was doing my best to like 
not get too excited, not get too invested, not get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, get into it. I was trying to not get into it. And um, I felt so good about where I was because I was being so mature about it. I wasn't like running off and telling everybody right. and like so excited and like couldn't contain myself. I think my mom knew and that was like it. <laughs> and I was trying to keep it so, which is not me because like I want to share the good right. news. Like whatever it is, I want to share. Um, and I was so excited and, you know, I was so ready And then God quickly showed me that it's not necessarily something I don't want you to have, but all parties involved are not ready to receive the Mm -hmm. gift. So you can't have Mm. it right now. Not that you won't get it, but you can't have it right now because you're going to enjoy it by yourself. Mm. Well, then why did I make it? Because gifts that are for you are for you for me to enjoy and I'll be able to appreciate them because they're for me but if me and you both have a gift coming our way but you don't even see that it's arrived and I'm like ready to open it and I'm just like waiting for you to like Taylor like turn around (laughs) there's this box here for us like let's open it and see what's inside and you're just not you're focused on other things then, like, I'm wasting my time sitting there waiting for you to come open the right. box with me. It's addressed to the both of us. Right. It would be rude of me to lift the top off and take all the tissue paper out to reveal it without you. What's the point? It's addressed to the both of us. Um, and those are those, like, return to sender gifts mm-hmm. where God sends you a gift and you use it for a short time. You can enjoy it for a short time, but you're supposed to be doing something so that you can send it back to God. Mm-hmm. And, and one, um, a scripture that um, I always look back to, especially that it's been so helpful during this time of quarantine, it's um, Matthew 14 through 28, 14, 28 through 29. And it's basically when um, Jesus comes out on the water and um, yeah. Peter is um you know he he sees Jesus and but he for some reason is kind of skeptical if it is him and yeah. this was an important time because you know it was the first time that Jesus was going to be really like I mean I guess in modern times it would have been like you know he's exposing the tea about who he really is um, right so this was really the first time he was going to be announcing like I'm the son of God um and yeah. so Peter was like, hey, if it is you, then call me to come out onto the water. And so um, Jesus says, come. And, yeah. you know, he starts walking on the water, Peter, to Jesus. And what I love about this scripture is that he he slowly starts, like, he he starts drowning. Yeah, because he starts yes, to look around, to look and, around realizes, and be yeah. like, oh my gosh, like the wind is blowing. This is, this yeah. is scary. Crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, he looks at God and he's like, help, help. You know, I'm drowning. And then God picks him up and he's like, why do you not have faith? Why did, why did you start to doubt me? And yeah. I love that because especially during this time, it's so easy with us with like, you know, 
um, Corona and with, you know, this racial tension and just everything going on. It's so easy for us to look around, watch the news. We start looking on social media. We start reading tweets. We start doing all this different stuff, looking around at what the world is doing. And then we, but when we look straight at God, when we are literally looking at Jesus on the water and staring at him straight in the eyes, you can't get harmed when you're, yeah. when you're focused on him. You know, I saw this yeah. example where it was like this lady um, had, she was talking to a crowd and she, her audience, she told them, you know, pretend to hold this um, or she gave them plastic cups um Mm -hmm. and she was like okay so I want y'all to tell me how much you think this cup weighs and they were like uh I don't know they started like naming out different weights and she said well if you she was like the weight doesn't actually matter it matters how long you're holding it so if you're holding the cup for five minutes the cup is gonna feel really light if you're holding it for five hours, all of a sudden, yeah, it starts to weigh you down. It starts to hurt yeah. your arm. And so she was talking about how, as a society, the longer that we hold things in, then at some point, we're going to start to feel kind of limp. Our arms are going to start to fall. We're going to start to feel tired, like what's happening now in our world. And, you know, we've had, we've been holding in these grudges. We've been holding in this hate and all of the, the, we've been holding in racism. We've been holding in all this different stuff for years on decades on decades. And, you know, now it's all coming back up to the surface and Mm -hmm. we're starting to feel tired. We're starting to start hurting because we're realizing that we've been holding this cup for centuries but we're just now realizing yeah. that, oh my gosh, this is hurting my arm. This is this is not comfortable. And but when we realize that when we keep our eyes focused on God and we when we stop holding the cup for so long and we hand it over to him, you know, we're protected and there's nothing to worry about. No, you're so right. I mean, oh my gosh. I just, I don't even know what you're going to title this episode. (laughs) I have no idea. I just like, I I feel, I feel the spirit here and I feel everything that we have talked about is just like so relevant and so Mm -hmm. real. Um, I mean, it's like me and you were just talking, like this is how we would talk if no one was listening to this. Um, And oh my goodness. For a hundred minutes, and I feel like we've been <laughs> for five, right? Which is crazy. How? What is your longest podcast episode? I think it was actually Sarah and Parker's episode, and I think. Oh no, 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 no! That's wrong. My longest one was the seventy-three questions, actually, um, bonus episode, which mm-hmm. was so funny because we were recording that episode for two hours. I think it was two hours and thirty oh minutes or something like that. And then I was editing it for five days. And because the the bonus episode oh. was only going to be about 30 minutes. And so I don't know how on earth yeah. God helped me with that one. But I literally 
because we just talked for too long on stuff that like wasn't relevant to the 73 questions so we ended up cutting I ended up cutting literally two hours and 30 minutes of content to 21 minutes I don't know how on earth I did oh that. My gosh. I was like a superhuman. Like yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Literally, oh my goodness. I just I I hope that whoever needs to hear this conversation mm-hmm. can hear it. Um another thing that's coming to my heart as I guess we're we're wrapping up is <sighs> hmm. I'm trying to like you ever start to hear from God and you're like, yeah, okay, a little bit clearer, <laughs> just, just like a little bit. Um, you mentioned a lot of like you mentioned racial tension right now. Ah, there's racial tension, and um, in the last few weeks, I have found myself trying to speak from a place of godliness, but also from trauma mm-hmm. within my blackness and me trying to yeah. heal a lot of those wounds. Yeah. Um, and I have plenty of white friends, you know, growing up and living in Mountain Brook now and things like that and just having hard Mm -hmm. conversations with them. Um, but I think that in this scenario, God is urging everybody to be quick Mm. to listen and slow Mm -hmm. to answer, like so slow, maybe don't even answer at all. Maybe just nod and listen and reflect a little bit. Um, And I think, I don't know why that is relevant, but I hear, I hear the Lord telling Mm -hmm. me to mention that. Um, And I don't know, I don't know what that's for. I will maybe never know what that is for, but um it, that's so hard. That's so hard. It's so hard to listen, especially when you're being spoken to about something that you may or may not have realized mm-hmm. you did. And um, I've had to have so many hard conversations with my friends. Oh my and gosh. I remember um, like a few weeks ago, me and my best friend Jacob, we got in our first ever argument. Like we've literally ever, we've never mm. argued before, actually. Um, yeah. And it was funny because I was asking God during that um, week to show me what was on His heart because I felt like He was keeping something from me. You know, when like you you can talk mm. to someone and you just feel it's not like they're being deceitful, but you feel like they're withholding how they really feel yeah that was what was happening I literally just felt it on my heart I was like he's not telling me how he's feeling you know like I would talk to Mm -hmm. him about how I was feeling about racial tension and how it was affecting me and my mental state and all of that and he was very supportive yeah but and not for a minute did I think oh like he secretly has like race racist um tendencies like at all but right. I was just like, he's withholding something. And so that week when I was asking God to reveal that to me of what was on his heart and, and I asked God to soften my heart to whatever he was going to tell me, because what I didn't want to do was open that, open that portal up, open that place up of him telling me how he's feeling, but then not feel handled. Be able to, yeah. 
receive so I it. asked God to soften both of our hurt both of our hearts to whatever he had to say and so sure enough I didn't expect it to come in the form of an argument but oh yeah we needed that argument you know it was it was very intense and very real on how we were both feeling about mm-hmm. the situation you know we both explained our opinions on different things and at the time I was mad he was mad we were both very angry and you know we didn't understand why God would allow something just so we we were so we were both just so angry because I remember thinking God why are you I asked you to reveal this to me but like why are you allowing us to get in this argument? Like I genuinely thought like our friendship was literally like ending. Like I was like, why are you allowing this? You know, he's my best friend. And then the next day when I asked God to soften my heart, I texted him and I was like, Hey, I've realized some things after praying. And, you know, we both apologize on our parts of not hearing each other in the moment, but it just made me realize like, like you said, quick to listen, but slow to respond. And that was really what mm-hmm. both of us needed to do in that moment. And we didn't do in the moment. We were both very quick to respond with arguments and uh, comebacks and just trying to, mm. we, were, we were both in a way trying to convince the other person of our opinion. But that's the thing about opinions. You can't, people have their own opinions you can't convince someone of your opinion you can only convince them of the truth of God's word and so that was what we both had to realize was hey this argument is out of our hands we're putting it in God's hands and we're trusting that he'll work with that and tell us what needs to be said and it was just so cool to me how simultaneously we both we're coming together and just being like, you know, I'm sorry for what I said. This is what God told me. And just the similarities between what God told both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of those amazing moments where both people are listening. And that's when like those amazing things can happen. But when yeah. both people are not listening, I'm, I'm in one of those situations right now. I had a really, really unfortunate, like mm-hmm. falling out with somebody that I really, really cared about and that I really wanted to experience Mm -hmm. things with. And it ended so ugly in a way that I would have Mm -hmm. never, ever had it be that way. Um, And it's like you said, when both people are trying to share their opinion, you said like you can't make somebody, you can't make somebody understand your opinion. It's like you can't make somebody you just can't if they've decided that they don't they're yeah not going to and you can't push it anymore and and especially um, with like you have to realize when doing that when having healthy arguments you know you realize that like you have to acknowledge the fact that you are different and you've grown up in different circumstances which was what me and him had to do in that situation we both acknowledge yeah. hey you are a white man of god and i am a black and I'm Ooh, a black woman of God. We've had go we've on. had different experiences in our lives. Very different experiences. And neither. Oh my gosh. Are we right. living the same life? <laughs> and- <laughs> Are you living my life? Because I feel like you say something and I'm like, 
Okay, so yes. Taylor went through that that and, same day that I did, and I probably yes, should have just called like, her. And, you know, and he acknowledged it, too. He was like, I will never understand, you know, what you've been through as a black woman of yeah. God. And I'll ne- and I said, and mm. I'll never understand what you've gone through as a white man of God. And that yeah. is okay. No. Yeah. You know, when you are right. arguing with someone or when you are trying to convince them, you have to realize that the person you're arguing with, you know, in our case, him being white and me being black, you have to realize that you both have had two different experiences and you've grown up in different cultures. And so obviously they're going to see things a bit differently through a different lens than you do. And so it's really important to acknowledge that. So you both can get that out in the open. So you say, Hey, I don't agree with this that you're saying, And this is why I don't agree with it. And then they say, hey, I don't agree with this. But, you know, I sympathize with the fact that you went through that. So that's what makes you think that way. So I think that's what's so 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 important about having those kind of real conversations with maybe someone of the opposite race. And you care about them and you care about and you value their friendship. You have to acknowledge that, hey, we have similarities. He was telling me, you know. He was like, you know, I still love you. We still, we still are similar in our love for God. We're still children and, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're, we're not similar in the way we've grown up. We're not the same skin color. And that has made things different for us, but it doesn't, it's not to yeah. say that, oh, now I don't sympathize with the other person. And I think that's, what's important. Let's say you're having a conversation. Let's say you're black and you're having a conversation with someone that's white or a different race. Just acknowledging that is so important, but also not discounting what they've also gone through is what I had to realize because I had to catch myself when I was saying certain things because I was like, okay, hold on. That wasn't very godly of me. Let me take that back. I had to realize, hey, I am black. So obviously I'm going to think a certain way about what I've gone through and those roots, Mm -hmm. you know, they run deep. You know, I find that, I find that often Mm. when we were in that argument and he pointed it out to me from a perspective that I couldn't see in the moment, my eyes were blinded and I couldn't see, you know? And so he had to point out to me the next day, Hey, during the argument, you brought up this and I think you haven't forgiven this person about this. And I think you need to forgive Mm -hmm. them. And so I think that it's important to see, to have those kind of friendships where you allow each other to see things from a different perspective and see your, um, your um, bias that you might not know that you have. And, you know, like during the argument, I was like bringing up things that, I should have been healed from a long time ago and I didn't realize I wasn't, which I feel like is prevalent with fighting racism today. It's because us as black people of God, we tend to, you know, we'll be talking about one thing that has to do with something. And then let's say we're talking about Breonna Taylor. And then a second later, we'll be bringing up race or we'll be bringing up slavery. And so I think that's so Mm -hmm. important to remember is that, it's, it's important to remember where you come from and what we have gone through, but it's so important to not allow racism and allow things of that nature, things of the world and things of Satan, because racism only comes from Satan. 
So it's so important to know that, hey, I need to be healed from this, obviously. And obviously, I still have things that I haven't completely forgiven people from. Um, And forgiveness, we have to remember that forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. And it's for you to move Mm. on, you know. And so I've chosen to forgive other people that have caused me pain or caused my family pain in the past because that won't help holding on to it doesn't help you move forward in your walk with Christ. So when having those conversations, those hard talks with people, just remember that, you know, they've gone through things too, but, and don't discount that they have, but also just make sure that you acknowledge we're in different walks with God. We're in different walks of life. And, and because of our different skin colors, because of different things that our society says about us and our races it makes us different in that way so just being able to empathize with people and not not making racism the main focus of your life I've noticed that during this time I've just you know I I I see things on the media and I'm just like you know, I see one thing, like, I don't know if you do this, but like, I'll be on Instagram and I see one post about, let's say, George Floyd. I repost it on my story. Then I see another thing and another thing and another thing on my feed about racism. And it's feeding into that. And I end up with like 10 mm. stories just about racism. And mm. I found that that was taking away from where I should have been replacing that with God's truth, God's word. Because when you yeah. make the main focus, you're giving by encouraging that. you It's not, not that you're ignoring what's going on, but by encouraging it more, you are encouraging, you're entertaining the devil. You know, you're entertaining what he, that's what he wants. It's just like, it's just like a bully. Yeah. You know, a bully just wants a reaction out of you. And the devil wants a reaction mm-hmm. out of you. And you can't give him a reaction. No, you're so right. You're so right. And I, oh my goodness. I mean, it's so crazy. I am, when you edit this, I just am so excited to see like what you do with it. And I would actually love if you have time like later today for us to FaceTime. There's like some things I want to talk to you about because I literally feel like we're living the same life. And sometimes I hate to hear myself or like Mm -hmm. you start to not trust yourself and I need a mm-hmm. godly black woman that I know yeah. will tell me the truth to tell me the truth so I can like either pull myself out or like mm-hmm. sit in it but be able to carry on a little bit and better. honestly watch um, me watch me not even and, edit this yeah. because sometimes sometimes you just God's made me realize that sometimes you just need the raw real truth of what people are saying and sometimes yeah yeah and what and people are going like, through you know should I edit this or should I just let it be what it is and be the real conversation with everything with it and so and I found that it makes it sound more authentic in the end and that's that's the vibe that we want to give off in the first place you know just two girls chatting about life about God so chatting about life yeah I mean it's literally as if we're just recording a conversation I mean a few things are censored but later I will actually just like (laughs) go off but 
right now. You just have to be very poised <laughs> for people. You know how it is. Um, but yes, I would love that so so much. I can't even tell Me you how much too. I've like enjoyed this conversation. Right? Cannot even tell you. We've been talking oh, for it says one seventeen on the screen. <laughs> Literally. That like is two hours how long is that? Minutes. That is two hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Two hours? It's almost it's four o'clock. What in the world? I know. We literally started talking at one thirty. <laughs> it's three thirty. Okay. Okay. So, what are you doing for Nothing, the rest of the day? I don't think. Nothing. Okay, I have to like go run errands with my dad at like set or I mean like I could talk like literally after this if you want like we can just I'll text you. you and we can talk later in the day. Figure it out. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Hopefully you edit <laughs> this part out. I'm so sorry. Um, but is there anything else that like you want to talk about with me at I'm all? Good. I feel really good about what we got. And I <laughs> honestly, think that the Lord yeah, is pleased with us for what the, what the title of this is going to be. <laughs> I mean, but I think that this yeah. is going to be such a beautiful episode. Maybe like, we'll, I really maybe, do. Maybe we'll do a little really clickbait and name it Exposing the Truth. <laughs> yeah, just Exposing yeah. the Truth or just like girl talk. That's just what there. That's what it was. Um. I know whatever title you pick, people just love it. Um, but I do feel so good and I'm so glad that we two people that like plan and have everything going on. Right? God was like, not today, you guys. Not we today. We had a FaceTime meeting about oh, the plan. Oh, <laughs> right. And then did not at all stick to the plan. Not even a little bit. We would be terrible <laughs> criminals. Let's not even go there. It'd be bad. Um, but. Thank okay. you so much. Of course. I'll talk me. to you later. Thank you. Oh you my too. gosh. Have a great <laughs> afternoon. Bye.